Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, July the 31st edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are delighted that you've decided to join us again today as we uh, embark on a new study series on Galatians, the book of Galatians in the New Testament, um, another Pauline epistle, uh, chock full of some great information that Pastor Dick is going to uh, uh, talk to us about, explain, and exegete. I, what did I just say? Uh, you said exegete, and I'm not sure I ever do that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm sure that you do, and you okay. do it quite well. That, that, that's why we All have right. this platform. Um, so we're going to go through the book of Galatians. I don't know how many episodes this will take, folks. Uh, Really, uh, if it took four or five, would you mind? I didn't think so. That's why you're listening in now, and we're we're blessed that you are. So, without further ado, uh, Pastor, take us uh, take us through a trip uh, in Galatians, if you would. Oh, I certainly will. Open your Bibles to the Book of Galatians. It's right before the Book of Ephesians. Yeah, right after First Corinthians. I mean, second Corinthians, yeah. And so, uh, get to your end. Let me Bible. get you some more coffee, Pastor. Oh no, that. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> okay, okay. Let's have a word of prayer real quickly. God, our Father, we thank you so much for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, we thank you for the so great salvation you've given to us freely by your grace. Uh, we thank you for your uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, which you've given to us to lead us and guide us into all truth. And we thank you for the written truth, the Bible. And as we study and exegete it today, uh, be with our minds and our mouths so that we might uh, uh, might say only those things would bring, would bring glory to uh, your name. And we'll ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Book of Galatians really really an interesting book. Um, it was, of course, written by the Apostle Paul. It was penned um, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as all of his epistles and the whole Bible uh, was. And, and I need to tell you a few things about this book before we get into the, uh, to the text. First thing, I want you to know is that that the real that the emphasis uh, in in this uh, epistle to the Galatians is uh, is the gospel. As we go through this uh, uh, book, we see that the gospel is mentioned twelve times in the book of Galatians. Now, Paul, uh, this is his only epistle. Uh, that was written to churches. All the other ones were written to the church at, but this is in the churches in Galatia. Now, where, what is Galatia? Where is it? Well, Galatia is a region in Asia Minor, um, and uh, today it's known as Turkey. It's the country Turkey, and so it's in the midst of uh, those seven other churches uh, that you saw in um, talked about in the book of uh, the Revelation. And so Paul went to 
Galatia. It's so named because, um, it, it, as I said, it's not a city. It's a region of cities. And there were churches there in that region. So there's no particular town or city that he's talking about here. He's talking about the whole region. Um, now, Paul was in, well, let me, let me say why it was named Galatia. It was settled here centuries ago uh, by people who were Celtics. They were Celts, and they lived in the southern part of what is now France, which was called Gaul. Gaul. And so, uh, really, technically, it's, it's kind of Gaulations, and that's where it got its name, mm -hmm. because they were uh, European Celts that, uh, that uh, migrated to Asia Minor and settled in that region. And for that reason, uh, Paul was writing to the churches in that region. Uh, so let's, uh, let's begin reading uh, with uh, chapter 1, verse 1. We always let the scriptures speak. That's our rule. Uh, it's, and it goes like this. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Now, now why would he insert that, uh, that phrase, not of men, neither by men? I have a theory on that. I hope it's true. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. You correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor, but uh, I think he inserted that right away uh, because his theme for this letter was going to be about the true gospel and other gospels that were being taught. Uh, that's it. You're getting ahead of me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not. You asked me. Okay. Oh, I did. That's that's right. Uh, I don't. I blame I don't. it all on me. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I I, I should I'm apologize. I should apologize, but I don't want to. So <laughs> so here's so here's what happened. Turn in your Bibles to Acts, the book of Acts. It's the day of Pentecost in chapter in chapter one. Um. Uh, and uh, let's begin reading with uh, verse oh, about uh, um, 20. Acts chapter 1, verse 20. And it says, and Peter's preaching, and he says, For it is written in the book of Psalms, Let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. So it's talking about Judas, uh, who... Uh, betrayed Jesus Christ and then committed suicide. And we won't go into all that, but that's what he's talking about. So now there, Judas is dead and uh, we're beginning the, the church era uh, at, at, at Pentecost. And so and Peter is the big shot here. Uh, and then he says this, um, there need to be, he figured there needed to be 12 apostles because that's what Jesus Christ himself chose was 12 apostles. Apostles. Apostles differ from disciples in that the word apostle means one who is sent mm -hmm. with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And the word disciple means one who follows. Mm -hmm. That's the difference in those two words. And so Peter's preaching, and he says in verse 21 of Acts 1, Wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us, 
um, all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John under the same day that he was taken up from us, uh, must one be ordained? Uh, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection? Now, so far, Peter's got it right. Then he says this, and they appointed two. Whoops. That's why Paul was saying, I was not chosen by men, nor either of men. It says, and they appointed two, Joseph, uh, called Barsabbas, and who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And so these disciples that were there uh, uh, on Pente uh, Pentecost, they chose two guys. Do you think that if they'd have had robots back then, would, one would have come out from behind a rock and said, warning, warning. <laughs> I have no idea. Warning. Yeah, he's got a wild imagination. Warning, Peter. And <laughs> so, and so they appointed two, and they prayed and said, Lord, uh, thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen. Well, wasn't that nice of them yeah. to give God a choice? Yeah, here's yeah. your choices, Lord. Yep. Now, this is a mistake, folks. Warning. This is Warning. a mistake. And then they said, uh, verse, show us uh, whither of these two that thou hast chosen, that he may, well, haven't they just said that they chose them? Yeah. No, and then I say, here, which of these two that you have chosen? They're giving God a choice. Can you imagine given the omnipotent, omniscient, all-powerful God a choice of who he would choose as, a, That's as pretty, an apostle. pretty arrogant. Yeah, pretty arrogant. And so it says, and, and, and uh, they prayed, uh, and then in verse 25, that he may take part of, the, of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he may go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots. Oh, my warning. goodness. Warning. Wow. Triple warning. And the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. I think they drew straws. Is yeah. that what it was? Yeah, what they did was they they uh, they all wrote um, uh, um, Justice's name and Matthias's name on a, on a paper piece of paper they threw him in there and these people said well i think justice should be one the other one said no i think matthias might be one that's and so they put them all in, in maybe a vase or some sort of a vessel and then and then they and then they shook it up and, and they, they shook out. one out it or they or they put or they picked it out themselves and the lot fell upon matthias okay. oh boy so uh, so this it, was literally a grab bag thing. It was a gamble. It was a lottery. Yeah. And, and, and Matthias won the lottery. Now, let me just say this to you. I dare you to find the name Matthias <laughs> any other time in the New Testament or the Old Testament. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, he wasn't exactly a prominent apostle. No, he wasn't an apostle at all. Because here's who chose them. The men did. Right. And they did it with a lottery. And they gambled. And they pulled out the name Matthias. And they said, oh, thank you, God. for No, 
No, no. All of the other apostles were chosen personally mm -hmm. by the Lord Jesus Christ. No other man was chosen by lottery at any other time. This was a mistake. Now let's go back to the book of Galatians. Paul said he was an apostle, not of man, neither by men. And that's what he was talking about. But by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Then he says this, and all the brethren which are with me under the churches of Galatia. Now, this is the only Pauline epistle that is written to, uh, to plural churches because he's, a little, he's talking about all of the local bodies of Christ that were in the region of Galatia. Do we have any idea as to how many churches there were? It doesn't tell us, so we don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's a good question. Now, by the way, at that time, Galatia was under the thumb of the Roman government. That happened in about 25 B.C. Uh, when, uh, when the Romans uh, took complete control of that area. And so it was a Roman province at that time. Uh, then, and like I said, it's now Turkey. Um, by the way, there was a big city once in Turkey called Constantinople. Mm -hmm. And it was a city uh, where the Roman government set up its, uh, its capital of Asia Minor, right there in Gal Galatia. Uh -huh. And it was called, it was Constantinople because it meant the city, it meant the city of Constantine, who was at then that time the emperor. So it was under Roman rule at this time. So understand that. Then he says in verse 3, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here he is, grace. Grace be to you and peace. Now, the reason he said that is because the theme of the whole book of Galatia is, um, is the true gospel. Because as we'll see in the following verses, that people were falling away from the true gospel message. Mm -hmm. And then he says, uh, grace to you, peace from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That settles it. That's what grace is all about. It comes directly from God and no, no other place. And then he says this in verse 6. And, and uh, he jumps right into it. He, he, gets, he gets right into it. <laughs> By the way, the whole theme of this, uh, of this apostle, I mean of this epistle, is... Uh, uh, law versus grace. And we're going to see that rather quickly uh, in chapter one. He says, I marvel. <laughs> I'm amazed, he says, that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. 
Now, Paul knows there's no such thing as another gospel, but there was being preached in Galatia in those days, shortly after he had been there. And we know he was there, Acts chapter 16 and, and, uh, and, and Acts chapter 18, tell us that he'd been through the region of Galatia. And he said, they, how come you're, you're so soon removed from, from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel? Now, the gospel and the grace are, are, go hand in hand. There is no gospel outside of grace. There just isn't. And he says, you're, you're talking, you're teaching another gospel. Now we're going into the purpose of this whole epistle. We're getting to this in verse 7. He says, which is not another. There's no such thing as another gospel. But there be some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, folks, I, I don't like to say these things. It give, gives me no pleasure to say them. But if there's one problem in churches today is that the gospel is being perverted. And, and it is. And, and well, let's just give, me a, give you a couple examples. Paul's going to tell you one of the examples. It's mixing law with grace. In other words, it's grace plus the works of the law. You know, Paul written to the church at Ephesus. He says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, not by works, lest any man should boast. People are saying, well, you've got to have, you've got to have grace and good works or you can't be saved. No, no, no. You're saved by grace unto good works. The book of James clearly says it. He says, I'll, I'll show you my faith by my works. So you've got to believe in Jesus Christ, and you do so uh, by God's grace. God's offered it to everybody. By the way, um, there is one uh, system of theology in America that today that's running rampant through several of our denominations, and I'm can I say the SBC? Can I talk about that? What's that stand for? Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, yeah, them. Yeah. Do you know that oh. that, that that just about 10 years ago, uh, my wife and I read an article in the Sword of the Lord newspaper, which said that, said that one-third of the graduates from Southern Baptist universities were coming out with Reformed theology. And folks... Reformed theology is wrong. It's error. Uh, in many ca cases, I think it's wicked because of what it says. Hyper-Calvinism is wrong, 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 wrong. God chose everybody to be saved. He did. Now, did everybody, is everybody getting saved? No, because he gave God a man a choice. He gave him a choice in the Garden of Eden, for crying out loud. Don't eat, don't eat of that tree. Well, Eve says, I'm going to eat of that tree. And Satan says, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was a perversion of the gospel. It was the first perversion of the gospel that you'll ever find. So, uh, And so <coughs> here's what's happening. The churches are mixing 
grace with law. Now, why did I say Reformed theology? Because um, one of the tenets of their five basic uh, uh, principles, uh, which uh, the, the third one is the, uh, the word limited atonement. Oh, my goodness. Huh. The grace of God which bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Really? It says it in Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Limited atonement says Jesus died only for those who God would chose to be saved. That's wrong. That's perverted. It's incorrect. It's wicked. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna say that unapologetically. Yeah. By the way, the I in the tulip of Calvinism stands for irresistible grace. In other words, if God gives you grace, you can't resist it. Well, then all men are probably saved. Yeah, everybody to, ought to be saved. Right? Because Titus chapter 2, verse 11 says it, the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. So all men are, are, are saved, aren't they? <laughs> no. You don't live in the same block I do, I guess. Grace is resistible. And God doesn't want you to resist it, but he's given it to you anyway. Let's continue. In, in uh, verse 7, it said about the gospel, that the, the other gospel, he says, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. And the way they were doing it in Galatia was mixing law with grace. <gasps> you got to do the Ten Commandments or you're not saved. Listen, listen. Moses, Moses wasn't down from the mount with the Ten Commandments for 15 seconds until he found out people dancing naked. And it ticked him off and he took the, the tablets and he broke it, threw it down and said, Listen, they were already breaking every law. Yeah, yeah, they were. And that's why Jesus Christ had to die yeah. to pay the penalty the for the breaking been. of the law. The law does nothing the these days insufficient for to save you. Yeah. By the way, well, no, I'm going to go into that later. Uh, and uh, so keep listening. Oh, so these were the Judaizers that Paul was writing to. Oh, basically. he was. That's right. The they, ones that were saying that you weren't worthy to follow Christ unless you followed the, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're getting ahead, law, right? you're getting ahead of me, but it's because you've read <laughs> the book of Galatians. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. It says, and verse eight. But though we are an angel from heaven. preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Wow. Folks, don't pervert this gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so let's take a minute now. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? Does anybody know what the pure gospel is? Mm -hmm. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I want to turn to it, so give me a minute or two. Oh gosh, I turned right to it. It must have it must have been a plan. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the apostle Paul writes this. 
He says, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, Paul says, I declared unto you the gospel. There ain't any other gospel but the one that he preached. And he says here, here's what it is. He says, um, it says, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, or that means have believed in something other than the gospel, or something mixed in with the gospel or added to the gospel or taken away from the gospel. And here he says it, 1 Corinthians 15, 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, this, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That's number one. And that he was buried. That's number two to prove that he was dead. And that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Folks, that's the gospel. If anybody preaches that you could get saved any other way, run, get to, get, get to a good fundamental independent Bible preaching church, get in your own Bibles, uh, I prefer the King James Version. If you're looking at the New King James, I suppose I could live with it. I preached from it for several years, but uh, I prefer the King James. But and, and see what it says, not what some pastor who's perverting the gospel is saying. Verse 9 of Galatians 1, as we said before, so I... So say I now again that any man, uh, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? In other words, there are so many pansies in the pulpit who are pandering to the congregation uh, to please them. Listen, preach the word, Paul was told. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And that doctrine includes uh, and encloses uh, all the other doctrines, the doctrine of salvation, the gospel. He says, do I persuade, persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Put that in your pipe smoke it. Then he says, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. It's not an invention of men. It's God's gospel. He's the one that invented it, and, uh, and he's the one who administers it. Then he says, For I neither received it of men, Neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. What? When did that happen? Well, let's go on. 
let's go on. And my goodness, the clock is keep just keeps on ticking, doesn't it, Curtis? A little surprise there. Yeah. So so let's go back to verse 12, chapter one of Galatians. He says, Neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation or way of life in times past in the Jews' religion. Now, folks, I want you to know that there's no one uh, um, less anti-Semitic than me. I love the Jews. God loved the Jews. They were his chosen nation. They were his elect nation. Book of Isaiah says it. Uh, and, and the Jews are the elect nation. However, they didn't believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, they were still clinging to the law of Moses, which they were also breaking. And he says, Paul said, in times past, I was in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. Now, you, you need to uh, read from in Acts chapter 9, where Paul was headed for Damascus, and he was, he was uh, uh, killing Christians. He was finding them, putting them in prison, killing them. That was the Apostle Paul, the Apostle of Grace, for crying out loud. That's what he was doing. He said, how I beyond measure, I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. So his past included persecuting the church of Jesus Christ. Then he says this in verse 14, he says, And I profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. The Jews liked what he was doing. He became a hero to the Jews. Now we're going to stop here. We're going to take a little break. Stay with us. We'll be back in just.